Welcome to Bipolar Inquiry, drafting and crafting bipolar consciousness since 2016 by philosophizing, relanguaging, and harvesting mania's special messages, meaning visions, extraordinary experiences, ideas, insights, superpowers, possibilities, synchronicity, and parallel worlds. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information discussed on the show is not medical advice. Now, let's get started with this episode. Yesterday, when I was out and about at the park, I realized that I forgot my charging cord to go with the external battery pack. And today, I remembered the cord, but when I plugged it in, it was empty. And I thought I could not charge it for a while, because it says it should charge the phone up to seven times. And I don't think I charged it that much, but maybe it drains more when I have it plugged in and I'm using the phone at the same time and also editing videos which is pretty battery intensive. So lesson learned, I'm going to plug that thing in every night. And I'm realizing another thing I'm not fond of being back in a busy city area is all the construction going on all the time. I kind of forgot about that. Being in California I was in areas where there wasn't any construction. So that was really nice and there wasn't constant lawnmowers and parks going and all this manicuring of nature all the time. So that's another thing I'm not enjoying. And I'm in a park right now and that feels good. And my phone is running out of batteries. So I'm thinking I'll go somewhere and charge it and continue to be out and about. We'll see. This morning I randomly chose a video to listen to while I was jumping on the trampoline and it was the second video from December 5th of last year and I didn't even start at the beginning I fast-forwarded it to about 10 minutes in and I was talking about the book written by John C. Lilly and I think it was the one called Programming the human biocomputer and I was reading a blurb from a certain page and it was saying the following after you turn on don't spend the rest of your life contemplating the inner wonders begin immediately expressing your revelations in acts of beauty That's very much a part of our religion. The glorification, the acting out what you have learned. And he also mentioned in the book, moving if one needs to move. And then I also read a different page where he was talking about all the people that go into these states involuntarily and including them in the numbers of something or other. And I'll talk about that again later. I'll listen to that part and get more clear on what he said about that. But that's exactly what I was talking to myself about yesterday. And I just picked a random video and a random spot in that random video and it was talking about exactly what I'm considering right now about how there's a lot of us who go into these states involuntarily. 
and then he mentioned something about if we're not able to ground in that higher state then we'll have to go through different levels of hallucinations in order to get back into routine reality and yeah I'll say those parts more clearly when I look at that when I have more battery but I just wanted to mention that to myself that it's interesting that I picked that video randomly and it sort of had a relevant message for me especially regarding the acts of beauty because now that it's going to be the one year mark on September 11th of doing these videos a lot and I've talked about getting into embodied action more and I still haven't figured that out to my liking right now I feel like I'm more in this zone of trying to figure out what really resonates with my nervous system and what doesn't so noise doesn't being in parks does yesterday I drove to the health food grocery store and it was 20 minutes away and I felt really stressed driving there so I got myself some goji berries as a reward and ate them on the way back and I felt relatively calm on the way back just being in a new area not knowing where I'm going and things being further away is challenging right now so by spending time in parks and allowing that to reduce the allostatic load of these stresses that build up is helpful. And I feel I'm learning that I just don't know if I really like cities anymore. And I notice that looking at flowers seems to transport me into a different world. Here are a couple that I captured. Acts of beauty, looking at beauty acts on the brain as well. These are all things that I've discovered along the way, but on a daily basis I really forget and I don't know how to operate. And I've been thinking about this word and this possible business idea of synchroversity and how I'm not really sure what it's all about, but this morning I had an insight around it being the possibility of creating a new world for people who have been labeled to move into a different trajectory and I really don't know what that trajectory is for me personally in my own self-direction it would be to move myself away from medications, which I've done. So now that that is 
done. I feel like I need to create a different world for myself in order to figure out how to live and and in what ways I would like to function because I'm seeing that just going back into functioning in all the noise isn't going to be good because it makes me feel quite stressed out and then that stress could be perceived as worsening of, of an illness or it could actually accumulate to the point where I am freaking out in a certain way. Just the other day people were noticing that I was struggling and I don't feel like I'm struggling when I'm sitting in a park. Yet, is it practical to just sit in parks? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. This alternate world is a place of psychological safety and also reducing the noise of the world, but psychological safety to encourage perceptual diversity, which is diversity of perceptions making it safe to see, be, and do things differently. And maybe it's not that different, but it could be perceived as different from those who know us. It's okay to radically change partway through life and to wonder what that's all about and explore that. Can we innovate our life? Can we do lifestyle design around ways of being and seeing differently and thinking differently. And in creating business, I really don't know what my function is. I feel like I need to create that function while unfolding my life. I, it will appear as what And I'd like to invite others into participating in the transformation of insanity. To explore what else it might be than that. Can we unlearn what we've been told to believe about ourselves through action? Through acts of beauty? And I was thinking about how a lot of the technology and computers of Silicon Valley apparently stemmed from the use of psychedelics like LSD. And I don't know the whole history and whole story, but those altered states contributed to a huge industry and a huge benefit to society. And I feel like our non-volitional altered states have a similar role to play yet we haven't come together to unfold what that is and I could be wrong about all of that but it'll make an interesting journey I don't know what I'm talking about, though there is some kind of magic out there, or in here.
yesterday when I was talking about that quote from a book regarding not getting lost in one's revelations, but immediately doing acts of beauty based on one's revelations. It was actually a book by Timothy Leary called Your Brain is God. It wasn't the John Lilly book that I was mentioning. Oops. And today I went for my walk in the trail, in my favorite trail, and I was struck by a butterfly that landed on a leaf, and I took a little video. And while I was taking the video, I heard a hummingbird chirp, because I totally speak hummingbird after being in California for so long. So I can hear them where I don't think people would really notice this tiny little chirpy sound of a hummingbird. So I looked over and there indeed was a hummingbird. I don't think I got the hummingbird on video, but I might have got his little chirp on the video. I'll have to check while I'm editing this. And it was an area where I didn't think there would be hummingbirds. It was a forest and I always picture them in those trees with the flowers that they like and all the flowers that they like and not in a forest. But they are there and they pop out to say hi. It was almost as if he wanted to be acknowledged too when I was acknowledging the butterfly. And I just picked a bunch of blackberries. It's kind of cool that they're right outside my current backyard. And I'm really liking that. I'm liking that I still have access to nature. And this morning I got an email from Mercola.com because I'm on their email list. I don't get their five emails a week, but I get one probably every week or two. And in his usual way of writing headlines. It makes you click on it to find out what the heck he's talking about. And he was talking about the benefits of turmeric for brain health and hormonal health. And I did buy some turmeric a week or so ago when I was out and about. So I took a spoon of turmeric in coconut milk with some pepper. And today I felt a lot more even and calm. And I don't know if it's the natural rhythm of things or perhaps the turmeric help because that was the only thing I really changed today. I did have it for a few days in a row and then I got a bit lazy. I will try again with the turmeric tomorrow and maybe make that a part of my daily routine and see if it helps to mop up some of those stress molecules. And I've been really good with my steps this week. My goal was to get up to 8,000 steps a day. And this week I've been averaging close to 13,000, I think. I'm going to jump on my trampoline again tonight. And then I will take a screenshot of my steps for the week. And it's really good. I've been jumping on my trampoline in the morning and then again at night sometimes. And going for a walk in the forest and I've had a lot of steps, so that's good. I'm feeling like my body 
just wants to move a lot. It's liking the mini trampoline, it's liking the walks, and I might take that as a clue to get more active, maybe start working out a little bit, because I usually don't really do any of that. I got this email because I'm on the mailing list for MAPS, which is the multidisciplinary something for psychedelic for psychedelic studies and they're talking about a crowdfunding campaign going on for $60,000 to get psychedelic peer support at Burning Man. I've never been to Burning Man and the only reason I'm talking about this is that I wonder why there isn't more compassionate care for people going through challenging experiences when they go into those experiences non-volitionally and I've been talking about that as a theme lately is this non-volitional altered states of consciousness and this is what they said with 10 days left until Burning Man, the Zendo Project needs your help to bring psychedelic peer counseling to Burning Man and harm reduction services for a community of 70,000 in the Nevada desert. It's to create safe spaces and compassionate care for people undergoing challenging experiences at Burning Man. So yeah, I'm just wondering why, if it can be fundraised for Burning Man and people need this compassionate care, people who have challenging experiences at Burning Man are likely having those experiences because they did some kind of psychedelic, and so they're not approached saying, well, you're having this crisis right now, you might have a mental illness. They know that it's likely from the psychedelic. And our bodies can create inner psychedelics on their own, and we can go into these extraordinary states non-volitionally. Yet, if that happens, then there's no wonderful crowdfunding for compassionate support and care through challenging experiences. There's no harm reduction help for people who go into these states non-volitionally. But if they are gone into volitionally through a psychedelic, then people know, well, if they have some help temporarily and, and are guided through it, then they're going to be okay. And that could be true, too, with people who go into it non-volitionally, but we're never given that compassionate approach at first and that time to figure things out. Usually medications are started as soon as we're intervened with. And that is just not. So to me, it's just another example where compassionate care and harm reduction are provided in a certain context, but then when it's daily life and reality, and if people go into those states non-volitionally, well, watch out, you have a mental illness and you're going to require lifelong medication. So, yeah, 
and that's the same with the flow states and with that stuff that Bo Lotto's talking about, creativity and not knowing and yada yada yada. And I was talking about how Timothy Leary, in his book Your Brain is God on page 103, he was talking about all the people who have gone into these altered state experiences through psychedelics, and then he goes on to say, if we add the millions of institutionalized mystics who have had involuntary psychedelic experiences, this group swells to astounding proportions. And I just want to point out again how he calls the people who are pharmaceuticalized and pathologized institutionalized mystics. And the time he wrote the book was a time when probably a lot more people were institutionalized. But I want to point out that Timothy Leary at least acknowledged that there are people that go into these states involuntarily. So involuntary psychedelic experience not taking any kind of exogenous substance to go into these psychedelic type experiences and I mentioned that in an older video and it was just nice to come across that because I've been talking a lot about how it's not acknowledged but there are a few people who have acknowledged that there are these IPEs, involuntary psychedelic experiences, but they're received as if they're permanent. They're not received with compassion and care and enough of that to see if it might resolve itself. So I created that little abbreviation, IPE, involuntary psychedelic experience, and PM for pharmaceuticalized mystics because a lot less of us are institutionalized now but we're still pharmaceuticalized or chemicalized. And I was thinking again about creating space and how it'd be cool to create a space that was part designed for highly sensitive people, really quiet, really naturey, really serene, and then another part designed for creativity. A safe space for people to be kind of crazy and creative almost like a safe space to be manic because a lot of times we're given safe space when we're captured we're put in the hospital which is somewhat safe space it's a confinement but it prevents us from doing certain things but what if we had safe space to be creative and to really harvest that energy? Because it's not necessarily safe to be out and about and be that happy and creative in a very monotonous world. People will notice. So it would be cool if there was somewhere to go to, to make the most of that state when it was happening and not have it bounce into all the limitations of the world out there almost like a fun space and a creative space for people in manic consciousness because it would be cool to create a respite but that's again for when it's getting scary where is the safe creative space for when it's not scary and it could be super creative and fun yet still not something that one wants to be wandering out and about with that energy because that's when we can end up spending a lot of money or we can end up 
being so excited about something that nobody else seems to care about and so yeah it could be a harvest space as well as a respite and maybe once one is bottoming out from the creative harvest one can just rest and recuperate and and be safe and maybe if one had that safe space it wouldn't it might help to eliminate some of the so-called problems of mania like when one spends all their money or um, gets in trouble with relationships or a lot of different things that can happen but it's more that there's no space designed to to be a container for the wonderful creative energy there's a lot of different ways to contain how it can get out of control but maybe there's a way to have a safe space for that as well or help a person design a space or a process for harvesting mania so one doesn't feel like they need to go out and about and bump into all these things and create a bunch of chaos. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I just had that idea. And yesterday I was walking in the park and I was thinking about the word I made for the business, which is synchroversity. And I was thinking about the first part, synchro, which sounds like the word sing, to sing, la la la. And crow, like the bird. And I was thinking about a logo or something being a singing crow. And it's singing a verse and perhaps to some kind of city or community or I don't know. And it was interesting because later I went to go get a drink from a cafe and I looked over and there was a woman sitting outside the window and on her wrist said your dreams dreams can come true and it was a tattoo with birds around it flying around it and looked like it could have been crows and then shortly after I read her tattoo she didn't see me or anything because I was slightly behind her but she moved her watch and her watch strap then covered the tattoo and I thought it was interesting because had I not looked at that moment and looked a bit later, the tattoo would have been covered up by the watch. The tattoo said dreams come true, not dreams can't come true. And I created a shortened form for non-volitional altered states, which is NVAS. So one could say IPE, involuntary psychedelic experiences, or one could say NVAS, which is non-volitional altered states. Can we harvest the fruits of non-volitional ego scrambling? And last night I got my 2,000 com points on Muse and I also earned 103 birds. Tweet, tweet, tweet. And I got 63% calm time, which is my highest yet. Woot!
Today was kind of a rough day. A mixed day. It was good in ways, but rough in ways too. I kind of screwed up one of my relationships and I'm feeling the effects of that. Sometimes what happens with me is that when another person gets kind of emotional and stuff, I can't deal with it, so I just distance myself. And then I think that I'm fine with that distance. And then after a period of time, I realize, wait a minute, um, that was a friendship. And now I've kind of screwed that up by distancing myself. So I'm feeling that because I'm feeling the loss of that contact and the potential for contact and interaction in the future. So that sucks. And I was actually feeling it as physical pain in my body, kind of like death. And yet I was sitting there and researching certain things, researching lifestyle design aspects, trying to figure out how to make it through the next couple of months here. And I found some good possibilities, but I was still feeling that pain in the background. So I just need to keep moving and I've been researching the business aspect of things too and I realized that it could be helpful for me to learn this process and maybe share it with others like me because oftentimes we feel like we connect with something, a message or so many different things yet we end up talking about it to psychiatrists who pathologize us when maybe if we had a business we would have different audience so it could be a valuable thing to discover and go through I moved because it was a bit too loud over there and I'm sure in my talking to myself I talk a lot about what to do with these insights the process and things like that and lately I haven't really been having too many insights at all and I feel like as lifestyle design factors become more incongruent the level of insights or the access to insights actually goes down so right now my situation isn't really in alignment with how I would design my life if I felt free to do so whereas in California it was mostly ideal not a hundred percent but I still felt a lot more freedom so now I feel like it's probably more important to explore these lifestyle design factors and I'm not going into the whole situation about why I'm not completely free to just design exactly what I would like at this moment there are a few things that need to unfold as time goes on in these next months and instead of sitting around ruminating about waiting for those possibilities to unfold it's important to perhaps experiment a little bit so 
I've decided to live with some family, just having one little room to myself in a house and that's fine. And so what I could do is there's somewhere I might want to go on a little trip for like 10 days and so I might do that in September. So that would be exploring lifestyle design and then while I'm there maybe exploring the possibility of living in that area or just seeing around that area and also taking the time to learn where I might want to live or if I want to have a mobile lifestyle. I'm going to stay in Canada till at least February and perhaps through the summer as well and then maybe go away for a period of time again starting in October or maybe go away for a month in February. I'm not sure but I was sort of mapping out those possibilities of going somewhere again mid-February for a month and then coming back and then going again for a month to be able to get through the winter and then go away perhaps October of next year. So deciding on things like that and I've talked about wanting to go study with Patch Adams and perhaps go to the Alternatives Mental Health Conference next summer. It's happening this weekend right now, but I just got back, so I didn't want to take off again and I can't really afford to. And then also mapping out, planning to get the new iPhone since I do so much talking to myself on video, as well as maybe a new laptop that has better video editing potential because I was thinking of getting into maybe making documentaries or something. What else can this type of self-dialogue seed that has nothing to do with this process and maybe not ever sharing this process but the important part is what it seeds and the possibility of getting into music production which would require a better computer as well. So those are the main tools. It seems like the little money that I have I spend on technology or supplements and then I go to Valley Village to buy clothes. Though I realize I have a lot of clothes. I don't really have a lot of summer clothes but I have collected a lot from Valley Village over the last number of years. And one thing I was researching today was do content creators need to create a business in order to protect themselves in terms of liability? Because I really want to share, but at the same time, I don't really know all that I've said and I don't know about this whole liability thing and I wouldn't want to be dumb about that. And I was listening to the audacity to podcast episode 80 and it talked about this a little bit but it talked about it more in the framework of is your podcast a business they were saying that it might just be a business or seem like a business if one is making money off of it and I haven't 
created it to make money but perhaps I could in order to make it a business in order to make it legitimate in terms of turning it into a business to do the liability protection thing at the same time as maybe make some money off of it and not as the primary objective if that was a primary objective I wouldn't have spent a thousand hours or more probably in the last year creating this and I would have been trying to make money off of it all along but it might be something that could generate some money which would then substantiate it as a business which would then make sense to have some kind of liability and the other thing that I realized is in sharing it it might open up channels to co-create with people so having a business in place would probably be handy for that I can imagine people like me reaching out to co-create certain aspects and then perhaps they'd be able to just be a part of the business somehow so just by sharing this the business structure might evolve as opposed to me actually creating the business so I'm going to look into that stuff more and perhaps start uploading the podcast to SoundCloud and I do need to back up all the videos that I made in California so I do have some stuff to do and I haven't been having insights so that's not going to add to it which is nice and I still need to type up the rest of my insights from California just to have that in one place and start looking into this businessy stuff and lifestyle design focusing this next while on how to design my life plus how to design it with a business and this could be really helpful for people who go into these hyper creative states that end up being interpreted as pathology if we're able to create a business structure and channel things into that perhaps it won't be seen as a pathology because what we end up creating a lot of times never gets noticed or never gets shared it's kept to ourselves in the state of manic consciousness yet if we had a business structure maybe we would have an understanding of when we have that creative energy what part of the business we're creating so yeah it could be interesting to create something like that and see if this process is helpful instead of continuing to talk about insights which I have a hundred type pages of and I have books full that I wrote before I ever started this process of self-dialogue so talking about insights isn't something that I can't pick up at another point if I choose to and there are a few more things that I do really want to talk about that I'm going to talk about tomorrow because I should have some space and time and so I'll create a number of videos tomorrow I plan to at least and you know edit them and I'm 17 videos after this one away from 400 
and I was planning to do 400 by September 11th. So yeah, that's what I'm looking at and like usual things change on a daily basis but I am seeing that it's important to create something and also design my life at the same time. I'm seeing that if I have more of a mobile life I could take the self-dialogue or some kind of thing on the road and maybe go around and look at other places that are doing great things. For example, there is a respite center in Winnipeg and I don't know if it's medication free or what it is but there are different things I could go explore and so creating a business would perhaps give me some means to extend the reach of what I'm doing beyond just sitting with my iPhone, which requires an iPhone, um, a notebook, a pen, and a fast internet connection to upload the videos, and iMovie, which came with my iPhone 6S Plus. And it's the 6S Plus with the biggest capacity that it had at the time, which is 128 gigs, and also an iCloud subscription, which was one terabyte, and that cost $13.99 a month, and then they changed that to two terabytes without me having to pay any more. So those are the tools, and my phone is slowing down in terms of video editing, and it's slowing down in terms of its battery capacity and I did have to return my battery pack it was a little defective and get a new one which should be here on Monday so those are the tools but it would be cool to be able to be out and about and talking to other people and also the lifestyle design thing is really important and perhaps documenting some of that. I had some ideas today for having a community with tiny homes and then having that as a creativity place and respite for creativity. So lots of different possibilities and ideas or getting a camper van. All these things require money which I don't have but perhaps there are ways to figure that out and we'll see. So yeah, wanting to focus on that and yesterday on my walk in this park I saw another owl. It was the coolest thing and so we hung out for a while and I really don't want to leave him.
Being in a park-like setting is important to me. Right now I'm just sitting under this tree. So yeah, I'm struggling with some energies for sure. But I feel completely fine right now and I felt completely fine as soon as I left for the park. It may have just been a long day of being at the computer, researching a bunch of things, which I don't often do. I'm usually creating dialogue with myself and not really looking into other things, but it feels like the time to start to investigate other ways of living and, um, and other possibilities. Do I want to go back to school? Do I want to live where I'm living now or close to? And I'm living 40 minutes away from my community of friends and the clubhouse and that's challenging too. But at the same time, it could be an opportunity to really look into some of these lifestyle design factors. And lifestyle design has to do with happiness first. And I did listen to a couple of my videos and I was reminded of some of the core principles of things that I had unfolded for myself at certain points. And it's helpful because I can't really remember that stuff. I think I just need to keep on doing whatever I can do on a daily basis and eventually I'll figure out if I want to share this. Even if I download them all to a hard drive and then put it on another hard drive and and send them to people privately or something. I don't know. Lots of possibilities. Gotta keep on moving with it all and see what unfolds. And today I got a, an email from MAPS, which is that psychedelic studies people. And they raised $50,000 in 48 hours for their psychedelic peer counseling. And I was looking closer at their website, Zendo Project, and they have a really good handbook on psychedelic peer support. and also a video online that is the training for the psychedelic peer support at Burning Man. And it's so similar to people who go into these psychedelic states involuntarily or non-volitionally. And we need the same kind of care and curiosity as as the people who go there through psychedelics. So I downloaded the manual, it's really good actually, and I read it, and I was reading my emotional CPR manual as well, and just reminding myself of that, of that thing. And I'm sure I've talked at length about all this stuff in my dialogue with myself over the year. So it'd be nice to be able to create something that actualizes some of the things that I've been talking about with myself, even though there's different pockets of all of that happening in a lot of different places. I could end up being part of a pocket somewhere or I could create another pocket.
there's always a place for another pocket of doing this type of work and I need to continue to focus on that because I'm getting lost in myself feeling constrained by my circumstances yet yeah I don't know what it is I'll just keep on creating and I will talk more about that Zendo project thing because it's quite cool for listening to Bipolar Inquiry. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, use your voice, craft your consciousness, embody your potential, enter a quantum paradigm. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information in this show is not medical advice. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.